One of the biggest costs in your business is labor cost. Depending on your business, what you pay for your staff, both in wages and benefits, can easily hit 35% of your revenues. There's an ongoing argument. Is the cost of your human resources a business investment, or are they just driving expenses up while driving your profits down? And that's coming up next on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that helps small business owners and entrepreneurs just like you dare to be the exception. Join our host, service expert and master of experiences, Mark Hain, as he uncovers relevant and timely content to help you develop your business. So you can take the time to work on your business, not just in your business. Here's your host, Mark Hain. Welcome to this episode of Experience Leadership. This is where small business owners and entrepreneurs pick up core skill sets to help them work on their business, not just in their business. I am your host, service expert, and master of experiences, Mark Hain, and I am so glad that you're joining me today because my guest is financial guru Mitchell Proust, and we will be talking about the role benefits can have in increasing employee engagement and employee retention in your business. But we will get to that in just a moment. In the meantime, feel free to be part of this conversation. You can go ahead and subscribe to this feed, and I'd love to make sure that you get notified whenever I bring out the fresh content. And so by subscribing to this feed, it'll pop up that I am live or that I have a new podcast up. Go ahead and subscribe. And while you're at it, why don't you leave a review about this episode and this podcast? And even more importantly, if you know somebody who could use this information, somebody who you know is being challenged by this topic, why don't you go ahead and share this podcast with them. Knowledge is power, but it's only powerful if you share it. You know, I've known business operators that when times are good, they try their best to maximize their profits. And then when times are not so good, they do everything they can to minimize expenses. All too often, it is our investment in our employees that is the first thing to get cut. And that brings us to our question of the day. How important is employee morale, retention, and engagement to you? Where does it rank in your strategic planning? Again, I'd love for you to be part of this conversation, so go ahead and put this in the comment within the feed or within this post. As I mentioned, my guest today is financial guru, Mitchell Proust. Mitchell is the owner and principal financial advisor for PK Financial. With his business diploma from the Southern Alberta Institute of Technology and a bachelor's of management from Athabasca University, Mitchell specializes in business and personal finance, utilizing complex tax-effective strategies to help owners and business owners just like you grow their net worth while driving their bottom lines. Welcome, Mitchell. It's so great to have you here. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me. It's very excited to be here. I know you are. You said that even before. <laughs> I could see you popping up and, and getting all excited. We were talking about how we get warmed up for these types of episodes and that sort of thing. So it's always exciting to music. be able to do this. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for having me, Mark. <laughs> so before we get into today's topic, could could you just let everybody know kind of what, what is it exactly you do with your clients? I actually help businesses and families. Uh, you kind of talked about it a bit there, but uh, I help them make the best use of their dollars just to get the best return possible. So uh, when I explain that to my clients, you know, it's, it's building an offensive plan where it's the things that you control. So building your retirement plan or contributing to savings plans. Um, but there's a big component that a lot of folks don't consider as well, which is protecting that plan or, you know, creating a defensive strategy as well. So controlling the what ifs. And I find that, uh, and, and not just me, but, you know, a lot of folks, a lot of small businesses and families end up going broke. It's the number one reason that people tend to go broke is because they fail to create a, a plan in case something happens with their health. I help the families, I help the businesses cover off all those strategies and at the end of the day, really help them grow their net worth. Hmm. Wow. That, that's pretty deep. You know, this, this idea, it's pretty scary when you think about, you know, people who work all their lives and they, you know, as you mentioned, that something happens and they end up going broke because they didn't prepare for the contingencies. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I see GoFundMe pages all the time on Facebook and uh, it just breaks your heart, right? Somebody has to go seek treatment in another country or somebody's loved one passed away and they can't afford final expenses. And um, it's, it's a huge, huge piece to the puzzle. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, in past episodes, we've talked about the cost of labor turnover on this show specifically, you know, pushing ourselves towards the business realm. Uh, we've discussed how important making retention engagement strategies part of an overall strategic plan can be. In your realm, which is financial planning, what role can a comprehensive benefit plan have in lowering costs while increasing engagement and employee retention in the workplace? Uh, yeah, great question. Well, you know, employees, a lot of the time they're there for a paycheck and, you know, we know, we both know that, but oddly enough, not the biggest reason employees are there um, that stay at the job, right? Especially these days with, you know, the millennials and the Gen Zs, their big thing, their number one reason for staying at a job is for, for feeling appreciated and feeling motivated. Um, obviously salary and benefits do play a, a very important role in that. In terms of building a comprehensive plan, it's able to kind of cross off almost two or almost all three of the big reasons employees leave, which is, you know, they can essentially get a raise tax-free from the benefits. It shows that you care about them as people and their families as well. And this goes into a bigger discussion, mental health being on the rise, right? And that is a big component of a lot of people's lives saying, hey, you know, we are here for you and we do care for you. Which in turn, you know, if an employee isn't worrying about their family life, if they're not worrying about their finances, they're there to be able to work that those eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours a day for you as, without being distracted by family concerns or, uh, or their mental health concerns. Right, right. Um, but, you know, when we talk about when we talk about benefits, we're not just talking about health benefits, are we? Yeah, so health benefits for sure, but uh, with a lot of health benefit plans, you do have uh, what's called an employee assistance program, which does work with mental health. So, you know, there's there's counseling services available for that, and that's family counseling, financial counseling, depending on what you are. But you're also looking at disability coverages as well with health benefit plans, and that's the biggest reason. You know, talking about mental health, that folks go on disability is 
mental health reasons and especially over this last year so uh, when you're talking about group health benefits plans it's it's covering those financial needs in terms of if they need to take that time off of work for sick or just injured right. or not having a great couple of months right so you you mentioned mental health a couple of times now in our very short time mm -hmm. Um, it is a big focus, especially as you mentioned during COVID-19. What kind of programs do you think employers can put into place to help recognize, isolate, and deal with mental health issues that A, their remote workers are having, but also the stress of coming back into a workplace? In my experience with some of my clients, what I've done is support them with implementing these employee assistance programs. What I found is that a lot of employees actually don't even know that they have these employee assistance programs attached to their benefits. And so it's a lot of education around, hey, this is what you have and this is what you can access. Like if you need help, you know, let's be proactive with this. Let's figure out what we can do to help you before it becomes, you know, this big issue. So really the big thing is focusing on the educational piece about what they have and what they have access to. Right. So it becomes more of a, you know, we use the word comprehensive, and sometimes people will hear that word when it's at, tied to insurance policies. But comprehensive, if, if you take a look at what that word actually means, it is about taking everything together into one whole package. You know, you mentioned wages can be a driver, but most employee surveys actually say that wages don't figure predominantly in employee retention. And that there are other components to working for any one em employer that will define whether or not somebody wants to stick around and play with you. So I'd like to delve a little bit deeper into what components does, and we'll get to that right after this. When the spotlight shines on your business, are customers applauding or yawning? In other words, how is your business performing? Make your business a star with the new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater by Mark Haim. Mark uses his business and acting experience to help you see your business like a live show so you can create a performance your customers will never forget. Buy Lights, Camera, Action today at your favorite online retailer or directly at markhaim.com. And welcome back. I am speaking with Mitchell Proust about programs that can help you retain your best staff while keeping them engaged at a higher level. We were talking about the different aspects. You, I mean, obviously you're a financial planner, you take a look at health benefits, financial benefits that people can put in place in their workplace. In your experience, if wages aren't a driver in people's, whether or not people stay in their business, what is? Uh, it's, it's feeling appreciated, really. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's knowing that um, the, the employer has their back. And uh, one of the stats that, uh, that I think is, is kind of shows this is 80% of employees would rather keep a job with benefits, but lower pay instead of have a job with higher pay, but no benefits. And, um, and, and, and I think that's just, I think that speaks volumes, right? You know, uh, four to one, uh, appreciate the fact that they have that coverage if they need it and that they're supported. Um, and, uh, you know, for a couple bucks, it's, uh, it keeps your employees a lot longer and, and uh, they're happier to come to work and feel more comfortable being at work if their family and their, their self themselves are taken care of. Yeah, the benefits of 
taking what you do, for instance, the, the health benefit plans, the financial benefit plans, how important is it to incorporate this, these components into the business strategic planning? I, very important. I mean, um, you know, I, I obviously speak with a lot of folks and, you know, as, as you mentioned, we'll talk in the budget there, but uh, very important, right? It's, it's becoming ever more increasing with, with employers. And, uh, you know, in terms of statistics, the reason folks tend to leave or start looking for another job, you know, one in three basically are, are out there searching for another job because they don't have benefits or the lack of pay, right? Kind of the combination of the two, but um, mm-hmm. it, it's very, it's crucial because, you know, if, if an employee needs something done and they don't have access to, you know, uh, dental benefits, say they need a root canal or something and they don't have access to that, there is a potential they could go and, and seek out another employer simply for the fact that they don't have enough money and they need that done. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I just read a recent statistic from uh, middle of 2020 where they were saying that 80% of the employees would stay with their employer if the employer bumped up the health plan in some degree. Yep. And I thought that was really interesting. Not as valuable as it should be are the things like uh, dental plans and eyeglasses and you know the even the mental health side, right? This the access to specialists for mental health they are people are actually looking for you know are there better ways to be able to do that budgets we talked at the beginning about how how expensive labor cost is my argument has always been that the cost of turning over your employees can be anywhere between 180 and 300 mm-hmm. percent that means you take their average wage you take the wage and you think about you know you're paying somebody let's say fifty thousand dollars what the stats are saying is it could cost you up to $150,000 to replace that one employee. That's scary. And yet they'll take a look at things like benefits, matching RSP contributions and all that. And all they think is dollar signs, dollar signs, dollar signs when it's those, those Mm -hmm. costs. But to me, I look at them as being an investment into the employees. Obviously, I'm thinking that from your perspective, being a financial planner, you have a similar philosophy. Absolutely. And I mean, you mentioned, you know, the costs alone for turning an employee over massive, right? And, you know, that goes to the time leading up to that turnover too. And, um, you know, if, if employees aren't engaged or not present at their job and, you know, who knows how long that could go on for and, and in a downturn, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's the saying, what if we train the employees and they leave? And it's, well, what if we don't train them and they stay kind of thing, right? It's something similar to that is that, you know, you've got these employees who aren't fully present and they're giving 50%. And, uh, and that leads up to those massive costs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it's, it's so important to invest in your employees and, um, you know, in terms of, of the cost versus the cost of an, a plan for somebody versus turning them over is you know, pennies on the dollar, right? Perhaps so, nominal. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes down to putting together programs for employees, should there be a benchmark? Is there a benchmark as far as what percentage of labor costs should go towards financial and health benefits? Um, it's It kind of ranges. It really depends on, uh, obviously, the employer, but uh, that's getting into more specifics. But in terms of a benchmark, um, 
anywhere between you know eight ten percent uh, can be can be a benchmark can be quite high but um, you know th that also factors into depending on if you want to split costs with the employee and and whatnot and and um, uh, it really depends on the business, but in terms of a benchmark, you should uh, anticipate probably eight to ten percent. I would say of your labor cost towards towards supporting that. Yeah, Correct. this is really interesting, uh, Mitchell. Before we get too too deep, if people want to look you up and and pick your brain as far as what you can maybe do for them, or maybe they have a unique issue, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, you can always. Uh, can always give my cell phone a call. I, I actually love phone calls. So, uh, it, you know, 403-370-3388. But if you're more of a website or email type of person, uh, my website is prusscrocher.com. Um, so P-R-E-U-S-S-K-R-A-U-S-H-A-R.com. And uh, all my contact info is on there. But uh, I always love a good phone call. I, uh, I like to chat. So <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, I made sure to put that up on the screen for you. Hey, so financial programs can be a really good perk for people. But speaking with one financial advisor, I was told that the employee uptake, and I, you alluded to it a little bit earlier, employee uptake for these programs can be rather low. What's been your experience with that? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, in terms of a lot of the reviews I've done with, with my clients is that that has been a major concern. And um, and a big reason for that is because if the person who's advising that client isn't active with the business, isn't on top of sending the group emails or giving presentations or, you know, being there for support, then um, a lot of the program gets lost. Employees just uh, see it as another form that they fill out and it's like, cool, well, I've got that. And they don't even look through the package of what they have. They don't know that they might have access to an employee assistance program. They don't know if they have access to uh, online healthcare. And it really comes down to education and, and being active in the business. Um, and, uh, you know, managers have so many things on their plates that it's difficult to uh, talk to each employee and say, hey, this is what you have for dental. This is what you have for paramedical. So um, really an educational piece is is the reason that most employees don't may not participate in those programs. Episode, we talked about the onboarding process and how uh, many times when we hire new people, we just give them a whole manual of stuff that they have to sit down and read through. And I have a sneaking suspicion that by the time they get to the benefits section, their eyes glaze over and, you know, they get this benefit package and and they probably don't even know what it is i've also known that that one particular financial advisor that i alluded to before he said that they schedule lunch and learns for employees to sit down with employees to go through what exactly does it mean when they say there's rsp matching what is the expectation um, a lot of young, especially younger people think when you start talking about retirement savings, it's like, oh, you just want to take more money out of my, out of my earnings and I'm never going to see it. And which is not the case. And there's some really great perks to that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And especially when you allude to, you know, RSP matching or some employers do TFSA matching even. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's free, free money for the employee. Right. Mm -hmm. But if they don't know about it, they won't participate in it. So. It just brings up, to, you know, are there any best practices or strategies for designing and implementing employee benefit programs? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, first and foremost is you want to make sure that you have a trusted advisor, somebody that's uh, 
that'll talk you through all the different options. Someone who had, does have a bit of experience with it. Um, the big thing really though, is, you know, it's, it's about your employees. So ask them, um, you know, when I do reviews, I say, Hey, what do your employees want? Right. Uh, you know, cause it's great. We're having this conversation and we're talking about what you want and what you think is good, but what do your employees want? And, uh, you know, it's, it's going back to your employees and saying, Hey, we're reviewing the benefits plan or we're putting one in place. What is important to you? Uh, what is important that you see? And then that goes into the participation of it. So they also feel more invested in that plan and they're, they're more willing to, to use it and, and, uh, feel more appreciated as well. So, uh, you know, making sure that the employees are engaged with building the plan is, is definitely a huge thing yeah. Uh, yeah. for employers to do. Uh, like anything, right? If the more you get your employees in on the decision-making and the, the vetting of the, the, the process, the more buy-in you're going to get later on. I know that one operation that I was working with, we put together a committee, a benefits committee, where we sat down with employees so we had eight people sitting around a table talking about packages and so on. And, you know, it was funny to see the epiphany that the employees had when they realized actually how much it costs the company to put programs like this together. Like when somebody turns around and says, well, you know, I want my dental to be, you know, $3,000 a year. Well, when you put that around 140 employees at $3,000 a year, it's costly. And I think, by communicating that forward, people then are able to weigh the pros and the cons and say, okay, what's reasonable and what's, what, what is over the top? And then be able to then sit down with the owners and say, we understand what this is all about. They can see it from both sides of the fence as opposed to just a manager or an owner sitting down and saying, this is it. That's all you get. Yep. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Packages and such, you know, there are lots of competition around. Is it worthwhile going to multiple vendors for benefits or is it all the same? Yeah, that's actually a very great question. And, um, you know, it's it's very common that you'll see uh, one specific advisor deal with one specific company. Uh, so it's very important to shop the market. Um, and the reason for that is, I mean, competitively obviously uh, they're they're all trying to get your business right um, so very important that you go to somebody who's independent who can shop that market for you but at the end of the day every carrier has different rates of how they because um, obviously they want to make money too right and so there's a cost built into that but every carrier has a different benchmark for that and so if you don't shop the market then you're going to get stuck with one company that might have a significantly higher percentage rate of recovery than another company. Um, on top of that, I mean, if we're talking quality of benefits too, there are there are companies out there who offer wellness plans, and um, you know, it, it's something that I, I think it's forty nine percent of employees uh, would participate or do want a wellness plan to participate in their health and and better themselves. But only eight percent of employers actually offer that or 8% of plans actually offer that. So the quality of benefits are huge when, when shopping the market. But on top of that too, you've got, uh, you've got different costs uh, associated with that for different carriers and different levels that they will try to uh, try to get their money back, obviously. So you meant, you mentioned this, um, this idea of recovery of cost recovery, or is this on the, on the vendor side? 
Yeah. So as a plan, when you get a plan, it comes up for renewal and depending on when you start your plan, it can be upwards of 28 months. Um, but what's, uh, what they do is they obviously look to recover the cost. So if a dollar goes into uh, the benefits plan and uh, the employees are spending say 75% of that dollar, that might be an acceptable rate for an insurance company because they want to make that 25 cent spread, let's say, right. Um, whereas another company might be more picky and say, no, 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 we want to make, you know, 35 or 40 cents on that, right. Which is a significant difference. Um, and so when, when it comes to recovery costs, uh, every, every insurance company has a different rate to not only, uh, charge back the amount that uh, has been paid out, but also their profit on top of that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice getting kind of a behind the scene look of what that looks like on behalf of the providers, because it's something that we don't really hear much discussion about. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's just another reason, honestly, uh, for going with an independent advisor. And it's just uh, any good advisor will break that down for you and, and show you and be upfront with it because at the end of the day, it's your business, right? And mm -hmm. uh, everybody's trying to run the business. So it's being honest about what you are paying for and seeing where those costs are. And that also comes into play when you're talking about your long-term plan for your business is are these benefits sustainable for a long-term? Um, because a lot of carriers do offer deep discounts when you sign up with them. So right. um, it's important to see, hey, what is the recovery rate? Are, are these dollars that go, are going in going to be adequate come renewal time to stop a massive hike of, of premium payments? Mm -hmm. So um, very, very important to, to talk about and, and be upfront about. With. Nice. Like, I'm sure that there are some good ways and some not so good ways to manage one's benefits. And we'll get to that right after this. As an audacious leader, you are daring and bold. You have the humility and fortitude to know that lifelong learning is the path to success and that the more you know, the more you know you don't know. You're willing to learn, to grow, for the payoff of arriving where few have dared to venture. That's why you need to attend the Audacious Leaders Summit, an online and virtual summit brimming with transformative information, June 11th through the 13th. Over three days, you'll hear leadership and personal best practices put into motion, discovering what you know you don't know. And by the way, the Audacious Leaders Summit is designed for you, not for the speaker's self-promotion. If you've been disappointed by leadership summits in the past, you won't be disappointed by this one. Early bird pricing ends on June 1st, so get your tickets now and find out about the amazing speakers you'll be learning from online at audaciousleaderssummit.com. In past episodes, we've talked a lot about workplace culture. Mitchell, how important is workplace culture when deciding whether or not to do benefits or what kind of benefits? Does the definition of workplace culture come into play at all? Um, I, I mean, indirectly, for sure. Uh, if you think about it, I think about uh, when I used to, to lead teams and um, the big thing was, you know, you've got to work on your top performers as well as your bottom performers, the equal, equal amounts, because, you know, your top performers got to keep performing at the top and your bottom performers obviously need to improve. So relating that to a culture is that, you know, if you have a poor culture where it's where you struggle to get employee engagement, you know, a benefits plan might be 
a good way to say, hey, look, we care about you and, and get that started. And on the other side of things, you know, if you have a great culture, it's, hey, how can we keep making this culture great? How can we keep, you know, keep this engagement going and, and making employees uh, come to work happy every single day? So um, obviously a very important piece, right? It's, uh, and culture definitely comes into play and uh, in figuring out kind of maybe where you want to uh, benchmark or, or put your benefit levels at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, sometimes the, the, what you said, you know, if you have a really poor workplace culture, um, I have a sneaking suspicion that there are bigger issues than just benefits. Just a little. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, it might be, it might be just, you know, it might be more than benefits, but I mean, to that too, right? There's those counseling services. And on top of that, they, uh, some benefits actually offer HR packages uh, that, that do help with cultural stuff in the workplace and help you manage a lot of that, those things. So, I mean, it's, it, it is definitely something to consider. So are there any best practices for shopping around? What are the cautionaries when people, if somebody's watching this and then going, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about it for a while, that if, in order to compete in my marketplace, if, if I want to keep my people, I really should have some sort of benefit program. Um, what's, what are the cautionaries when they decide to do this? Yeah, I, I would say uh, the first one is probably more of a do than a don't, but uh, speak to an independent advisor when you're shopping. Um, you know, don't just go directly to the carriers. Uh, and the reason for that is, you know, we touched on it a little bit, but shopping the market helps you uh, helps you see the difference in prices, in quality, um, and, and it really helps you get the best bang for your buck, right? Quality versus price. Um, just as an example, like when I go to market with with a lot of my clients, I, I shop at minimum in eight, eight carriers. And uh, depending on, you know, what business or what industry they're in, right, there might be a need to go shop extra carriers. But um, it's, it's important to seek somebody that does do independent advice so that it's not a, a biased approach and you do get to see the full picture. When you get an advisor and instead of if I decide I want to, I don't know, go to Sun Life, you're saying it's better to go through an advisor. Does that inc increase the cost of the benefit packages? Not at all. I mean, uh, it, it does vary from advisor to advisor. Um, there are some costs that are built in there, but uh, in terms of a standard kind of benchmark, it's it's basically the same across the board. Um, if you go directly to the company or through an independent advisor, it's all, all those costs are already built in there. They get an advisor. That's one of the cautionaries is to look out and find somebody to represent you. It's kind of sort of like the way you would get a lawyer to represent you in court. Absolutely. Right? You have, you get somebody to, to represent you to the insurance companies, come up with options, come up with packages, be able to understand your business at the core, because I'm sure it's not, this is not a quick conversation. I'm thinking. Uh, it, no, not really. Uh, I, well, it can be, but it really depends on what level of, of, of time you want to put into the benefits package, right? It's sure. Sometimes it's just as easy as, hey, I want to shop the market and see what a better value is. And sometimes it's, hey, I want to revamp my whole package. And, and uh, that obviously, you'll need a, a larger conversation for that. That'll take a little bit more time, but yeah. uh, it depends on what you want to do. It can be as short as, you know, a a 20 minute conversation and a couple documents to, you know, a couple hours, a few hours and, um, and, and really sitting down and going through everything. So sure. 
Um, depends on what you want to do, but. I, I know that there are a lot of leaders out there, a lot of people who might get into this and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know what? We, we'll get a benefit package and that'll solve all my problems. We have Band-Aid managers and we have strategic managers. What do you think when you come face to face with maybe a Band-Aid manager, what are some of the things that you're telling them not to do? Uh, don't just blanket the plan. I think the big thing around that one is, um, is, is don't just assume what, uh, what is needed and don't just assume that uh, just because the cheaper the cost, the, that it's going to do something, um, you know, because you can get some very, very cheap benefits, but are they going to be used? Is it going to drive engagement, right? Um, so when you're looking at the cost, obviously, it's very important uh, for the business to manage that. But at the same time, it's making sure you're getting that value back, right? You want to drive that engagement. You don't want to just get a package just because it's, we want to drive that engagement. We want to have the employee felt uh, wanted and appreciated and, uh, and to feel like they're valued as part of the company. So don't just go right off of a base price. <laughs> yeah. So again, it goes beyond just a checklist of, oh, okay, I'm starting, I have a business. Okay. Let's get a benefit plan. Check. It really has to be a lot more strategic than that. Mitchell, this has been really great information. Do you have any last thoughts about what we've talked about today? Is there anything that we've missed as far as the content of implementing and thinking about how to reward our employees who come into work every single day? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, your employees really need you to support them. Um, I, I think that uh, you know, the only thing that, uh, that we might have missed is uh, you know, those who do have a package too, that one of the don'ts just going back to it there, Mark, is, um, you know, don't don't let your benefits renew year after year either, right? Just just renewing, renewing, because uh, that, in, that increase in price and uh, tends to happen year after year if you don't have somebody who's actively managing it for you or invested in your business. So that was, that would definitely be something, but um, it, it, and your place change too sometimes, right? So it's it's always good yeah. to check in and make sure that it's that it works. But um, uh, you know, like you say, you know, your employees are your business and uh, they're an investment, and it's crucial to take care of them and value them. And uh, you know, this is this is one of the many tools that you can implement to to show that appreciation. Yeah, a lot of people, I think a lot of people just fall into the automatic renewal side because they because of the time it takes to do it, but when they have somebody like yourself, well, you can do most of the work for them. Then it just sits down, you sit down with them and you go, okay, these, these are your choices for this coming year. What would you like to do? It doesn't have to be a huge, big challenge. Uh, if people are taking the strategic planning side ahead of time, when they first sit down with you, then the subsequent year should be rather quick. Yeah, yeah, quite quick. And uh, you know, that goes into it's, the review is all done for you, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to go through your claims experience. You don't have to go through uh, who's using what and and you know what's being you what's be, like what are employees engaging with? What are they not engaging with? Like that's all done. Like I you know I take care of that and sit down and say, hey, here's your numbers. Mm -hmm. um, here's the concerns. Here's the opportunities. Uh, here's what's going really really well. And it's you know it can be as short as a 20, 30 minute conversation to just say, hey are there anything is there anything on here that concerns you about your business and and how do you or do you want to fix it and then we talk about how we can fix that this has been so great could you just remind everybody one more time how they can get a hold of you 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, so like I say, phone calls, I love them uh, on my cell, but uh, all that information is on my website at uh, prucecrosher.com. Nice, nice. Mitchell, thank you again for taking time out. This has been wonderful, wonderful conversation and lots of really great information. Thanks, Mark. It was, it was great being here. It was great chatting with you. Why don't you let me know if this was of value to you? As always, my offer stands. If you would like 30 minutes of my time to brainstorm your business with you and your team, why don't you go ahead and book yourself on my online calendar. The link is down below. It's the one that is marked meetme.so slash Mark As always, I am at your service. And if you haven't done so yet, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to this feed? It'll give you first dibs whenever I bring you the fresh content that will help you work on your business, not just in your business. My name is Mark Hain. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and I hope you dare to be the exception. Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership. Make sure you visit markhain.com where you can subscribe to iTunes or by RSS so you'll never miss a show. Or go directly to markhainlive.com to watch the video edition of this podcast. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, please give us a rating on iTunes or you can share it and tell your friends all about the show. As Mark says, knowledge is power, but only if you share it. Be sure to tune in each week for the newest episode. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception.